4: From Variety, celebrating more than 115 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. All right, pencils down. Nomination voting for the 95th Academy Awards ended on January 17, and now we await the nominations announcement on Tuesday morning, January 24. I'm Michael Schneider, and on this episode of the award-winning Variety Award Circuit Podcast, it's a mega roundtable edition as we dissect final predictions for key categories, including Best Picture. Also on this episode, a chat with the creative team behind Black Panther Wakanda Forever, including director Ryan Coogler. It's all next on this edition of the Variety Award Circuit podcast. Stay close. Hey everybody. I am Variety TV editor Michael Schneider. I almost forgot what my title was. <laughs> that's, that shows you what kind of week it has been. So apologies in advance if we are all sort of sliding, slugging through this week, this episode. But it's because it's been busy for everyone, including Janelle Riley. Nobody A, knows what my
3: title is. Cross so for cool. me. What is your title? Do you know <laughs> your title? i Awards and Features Editor, which it's been for nine years, but it, it keeps showing up differently in places. <laughs> yeah
4: um we'll just call you varieties janelle rally yeah, yeah that's why i just say just say Va- it, an editor at variety, yeah, variety superstar because it
3: is a mouthful i get it
4: yeah and jazz Tank A, do you remember your title
5: i actually remember my, my name too because todd is wearing a t-shirt with yes. jazz on it today yes yes my title is senior artisan's editor
4: wait I, do you have merch jazz <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm gonna start out?
3: right you should
1: have merch.
4: i think we need to have merch for this podcast
3: oh yeah let's do that like yeah. i don't have enough stuff clogging up the house right now <laughs> that is true. Yeah.
1: If, we, if we send people free merch they're gonna get well, mad at us
4: janelle's like i gotta move around my emmys oh uh, yeah it's so uh, difficult to yeah, yeah right <laughs> so that.
3: bougie daytime
1: daytime emmys
4: and finally someone who i'm sure does have some merch he just hasn't told us about it it's clayton davis
1: yeah i'm the vice president of janitorial services here at <laughs> variety and it's a great gig
4: Yes. Yeah.
1: Sure. a
3: new line of caps. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All
1: those trash cans are well taken care of here. Yeah.
4: That's how Clayton knows where everything's buried because he's got the scoop on
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: everything. I feel a little morbid
6: today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love ice cream. Got to get the scoops.
4: Got to get the scoops. Well, uh, yeah. I don't know where to begin because uh, it has been a busy, busy <sighs> week uh, for Ooh. for everyone. Many, many nominations. Many award shows and prep for the big one big uh,
3: changes in front runners from day to day based on what arbitrary groups give out yeah, yeah. And, I've, <laughs> and
4: i've been like uh like hunkered down at the television critics association press tour for the past week right, uh, uh in emerged. pasadena so that's been pretty busy uh as as we record this there's still one more day of tca but yeah so a lot oh, going go on are you needed there so uh i will be there uh for apple uh the, the final day um but yeah it's it's been an interesting time but why don't we kink things off with uh clayton what yeah. uh what, well, what's sort of driving you crazy
0: <laughs> oh
5: well, uh, that's
4: a loaded you know, question. What, yeah
1: you know what really grinds my gears uh actually it's oscar nomination voting closes by the time you're hearing this it's closed tuesday at 5 so it's too late yep <laughs> um but pencils the la- the last thing that yeah pencils down pass your papers to the front um the last thing that happened before uh voting closed was critics choice but i can share because now this will come out after uh it's already posted we have a usc scripter nominations now 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 it's not happening um in the voting window but it does give some really good hints and here they are i'm pulling them up sorry uh (laughs) Your nominees are Women Talking, Thank You, Lord Jesus, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, She Said, Living, and Top Gun Maverick.
3: Wow. As adapted because it's based on
1: a – So this – so if you realize what's missing here, it's Glass Onion.
3: Yes. Yep. Mm.
1: But I believe it's not eligible because it's not based on literary material. And Top Gun was? Top Gun, the first one's based on an article.
3: I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Glass Onion wouldn't be eligible. I haven't confirmed that yet, but I'm like 90% sure because I went through like history to try to find yeah. some precedence. It would be District 9 was nominated and that was based on a short film Bright. so I don't know
3: so these have to be adapted so obviously women talking and she said but living, living no okay so is living adapted from a Living's novel a, or from, the
1: movie uh, both the, the, uh, it's, well in the press release it's from the novella okay the death of Ivan Elik Elik by Tolstoy
3: okay so that's three straight up literary adaptions and then Top Gun and Top Gun
1: it says based on the California magazine article in 1983
3: wow and what was the other one
1: uh she said based on uh breaking the sexual oh you said that women's spoken oh Pinocchio
3: Pinocchio Pinocchio, that is so interesting to me has an animated (laughs) movie ever got nominated for the USC scripture award
1: I would imagine so and I can't think off the top of my head but I think Shrek did as a matter of fact if I'm think back correctly so i mean it, it, that is a good clutch and that may hint to something yeah. uh there and uh for mike uh schneider's on the episode tv included uh, the, never mind, we don't yeah. included the crown Fleischman in trouble mm-hmm. slow horses tokyo vice and under the banner of heaven wow Ooh. that's an eclectic mix
3: yeah and they put under the banner of heaven well no i guess those are a couple of those are limited under series.
1: Yeah, Under the Banner of Heaven is...
3: Fleischman's limited series?
1: Yeah, Fleischman, uh It's for the episode The Liver, based on the book of the same name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
3: Wow. They
1: took it based on a memoir.
3: So it could be comedy, drama, limited, anything. They just throw them all in there.
1: Yeah, they just chuck them in. Yeah. So yeah, th- there's that. But Critics' Choice, they uh, love everything. Of course they do. In quotes. <laughs> uh, everything Everywhere had a very, very strong right. critics. Critics' Choice. It's almost showing.
3: like it's an awesome movie that people adore.
1: Yeah. Listen, uh, it, if it was going to do well anywhere, it was going to do well at Critics' Choice. If it couldn't even do well there, then I would be very worry, worried about it. But the fact that it, it took picture, which I predicted, director is what is the telling moment. But how
3: do you award that Best Picture and not Best Director? I mean – I mean you can. Yeah, know, you can. But, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It's just, it's hard to imagine that, yeah. you know, I've, I've still struggled with like seeing the Daniels be the one just cause that branch sucks, you know, like, in, in, like Ooh. typically. Fighting words. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen, we've seen them pass on Ben Affleck, Catherine Bigelow uh bradley cooper like they just they are very insulated group so i'm just waiting to see what what they do but um it's a picture director supporting actor for Kiyu kwan and i was sitting at the table and they said it's a key sweep yeah and that's what they're calling it on the season and i was like i love all of you so much yeah Yeah. Uh, original screenplay and editing michelle yo lost to Kate lanchette uh which what's interesting, I don't think it's over. Keep Blanche doubly definitely in front. Oh
3: god, it's so not over. It's not it's not over.
1: <laughs> but she's definitely out in front.
3: I wouldn't even say that.
1: Yeah. Um I mean she has two in a row. That's why. Like mm-hmm. I I think Yo's gonna take SAG, but I think Blanche Blanchett is going to probably win BAFTA, and I think we'll flip a coin on the night.
3: That's true. I forgot mm. about BAFTA. Yeah. But, but I wouldn't Brits. put – I mean, I always say this. I wouldn't put too much into Golden Globes or Critics' Choice Awards as they share no overlap yeah, with Oscar voters. But as we have repeatedly said, there is perception and there is momentum and all yep. of that. Yeah. yeah. That's
1: what it provides. And it's interesting because the Golden Globes, big winners there were Fablemans and Banshees, and both of them went no shows. donuts at Critics' <laughs> Choice. Fablemans only one Young Actor – for Gabriel LaBelle and Banshees won nothing. Yeah, so that, that was, was
3: that's surprising. that surprising. And is, Brendan and C- Colin couldn't be there because they had COVID, correct? Along
1: with the rest of Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
4: And if they didn't get the COVID at the uh, uh, Golden Globes, they probably got it at Critics' Choice. Right? Yeah.
3: yeah. Clayton, I think you wrote about this in your column this week. Plug, plug, plug. Um, but uh, do you think Kate Blanchett's speech hurt her?
1: I don't think it helped her. I don't think it hurt her. If that makes sense, so yeah.
4: explain to uh, yes. the kids Wait. listening. Context, uh, yeah,
1: uh, context. Cate uh, Blanchett when she won, she pulled what I call the walking phoenix. When you go up there and you're like, can we get rid of all these like you know award shows and the televised race of it all, and just praise performances and get rid of it all? And I, it really hit some sour notes in the room because it was a really good night. It was like mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of joy in that room, and I think. It was telling of a person who's won two Oscars on the cusp of winning her third that, yeah, let's get rid of all this. Cause then I'm like, yeah, but Michelle Yeoh probably like would like this moment too. Right. And I think a lot of people read into that. Again, don't, I don't know if it necessarily hurts her, but it just didn't help her, her speech. And by the way, final Oscar nominations, when they end up coming, there's a really good chance she's the only white woman against other women of color. And that will also be a little telling of like, you know, nothing at momentum show then they're gonna like look for some, it just, it just perception's reality. And people want something different.
3: So you Do, and Jazz were both in the room.
1: Yeah, How she did, was at Blanchett's. I, oh, okay. I was at guitar table. <laughs> How did
3: that play? Because honestly, at home, I didn't have a problem with it. I was like, you know, I think we we all kind of feel that way. But then, yeah. like, uh, you don't yeah, say it out loud. I, yeah, just, I could, just that's, yeah, yeah, I, don't say the I couldn't. Part tell. Out loud. It seemed like it played okay in the room. Like I thought I heard a. The pause, most pause. telling
1: thing was that. Is that you're going to say that, but we've also seen you at every award ceremony that <laughs> well, up to this point, And you've been campaigning. And not the Globes because you were uh, in London at premiering your, your other movies. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you've been – I mean you did – you went to Palm Springs. You did a lot of other things and everything that pretty much – you're on the circuit. So you can't be like, you know, we, you know let's not do this and then you're doing it. Because yeah. Frances McDormand says we shouldn't do this and we never see her. Mm-hmm.
4: Right, she walks mm-hmm. the walk and talks the talk. Yeah,
3: and then shows up for the win. She shows up for <laughs> <She's laughs> the Oscar for the kill at yep, the
1: end. Yep. she goes for the Oscar and that's it. But Hashtag yeah, go ahead. legend. What, what was the table like?
5: No, I mean I think the table was pleasantly surprised because I think with because that was one that was the second to last award that was mm-hmm. handed out, right? Yep. So you know it was a huge night for everything, everywhere, and Tar at that point had only won one for Hilda, yep. which nobody. There was a delayed reaction in finding out but about it. Because
1: was it wasn't televised? No. no. Well, they said it during the bumpers, but Hildor was double nominated. Because uh, there are a lot of awards, uh, yeah. obviously, there. So she was nominated for Women Talking in Tar, so her name popped up.
3: But you didn't know which movie? But, but
1: her, well, no, it, no said, she- it said Tar, but her and Sarah Polly were in the same bumper. So Sarah Polly saw Hildor's name, got excited for her, and then she won. And then it took her 20 minutes to realize that it was for Tar, not for Women Talking. <laughs> And she was so happy for her, but it was like... just. But it
5: was a funny. Moment. But um, no, I think to your point about how that played, I mean, at the table, I mean, everyone was just celebrating Kate's yeah. win. And I think that's where the difference of like how it played on TV, how it played in the rest of the room when you're at the table that yeah. was surprised played Differently. Especially I mean,
1: since it looked like Michelle Yeoh was gonna win, cause at right. that point, the Daniels had already won director. So we were like, oh, okay, so get yeah. ready, Michelle Yeoh, and then she didn't. Yeah. Um, but listen, I, it had a good night. Uh, the show moved really well. Like, listen, three hours and there are a lot of awards. I, I, listen, I don't like televised bumper announcements, but that show, it like, and, m- it ended on time.
5: And Chelsea was
3: great, I will she say. Was. Chelsea hund- she was. Handles? but could we get Seth Rogen next year? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was he was great. That CW joke was yes. hilarious. Well, was brilliant. What yeah. was it
3: that C, he said? CW had yeah. it coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it, no, the, CW the, the award show, the, which is airing the award show, is nominated for zero. Mm, award. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then, uh, gla- and then, Glass Onion winning two for ensemble and comedy, which you know, not, not Oscar categories, but still momentum. Janelle Monet gave a great speech. TV side, Better Call Saul, Fun, yeah, farewell, yeah. goodbye. You know, so
4: at least, at least, Better Call Saul is getting recognized by critics by you know certain factors, even if uh, the Emmys have just so far just whiffed it.
3: It's incredible to me. It doesn't have a single award from the Emmys. Yeah. It's insane. That's insane. It's. it's
4: I mean, they have one more chance. Mm. Yep. It's it, it ain't over yet, but. yeah. You know, for three it's, episodes? It's, it's a basically. Long shot. Yeah. Could, yeah.
1: could we also uh, just start the church for Cheryl Lee Ralph, please? Oh, please. <laughs> she, she said, come look close, like, come close, and I leaned in in the room. Like, what do you got to say to me, mom? Like, I'll listen to everything. She is. Jesus, incredible. I yeah. felt so bad for I'm
3: Henry Winkler to- having to follow that. Yeah. I know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, want, I want respect. I <laughs> was like, you're really good.
5: When you guys come close. I think everybody did actually lean in. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. Winkler is so great, man.
5: Oh, yeah. He's yeah. The
4: greatest. I mean, he is the best. He is the best. But I will say one thing about Shirley Ralph, too, was I saw her at the uh, after party for the Globes, and there st- like ended up being a line of people to take selfies with her, and she was you know, obliging everyone. But it is funny. When you know you see just there are certain stars that everyone just wants a moment with, and it's not always Mm -hmm. like the you know the the A list. Partly because they know the A list aren't gonna yeah (laughs) Yeah, play along. You
1: don't know how many I had to turn down myself. Yeah, just sitting there. Right, right. (laughs) Clayton refuses to take photos (laughs) with anyone now. It's
4: you know it's it's a blatant (laughs) no policy, but. uh, Everyone wants a photo with Shirley Ralph, just as I'm sure they do with Key and
3: and certain
1: yeah. stars mm. who are just the, of
4: the moment right
1: now. I mean, the big one was Austin Butler. Austin and the oh yeah. everybody yeah. wanted a picture with a Austin piece Butler. Piece of Austin Butler. Like, I don't
3: want to take, be in a photo with Austin Butler. I know, I, yeah, I, I knew better. I was like, no, <laughs> like no. I'm going to
1: compare. Comes
3: with his own lighting. Absolutely I think. not. Jennifer Coolidge was the other one. Oh, yeah. Like, of she course. just,
5: yeah, she yeah. was.
1: She looked phenomenal. Like, I loved right? her. I thought she, like, she, like, I thought she was the glowing of winners of the night going up there dress. her and Cheryl I thought looked the best yeah.
5: it was the glamour with the gloves too I think she would gloves yeah. on that oh, night I too that. and it was just A gorgeous. I mean, two.
4: I mean, talk about two icons who are just having their moment right now, and Mm. it's you know overdue for both of them, well deserved for both of them. You're just so like this is one of the things when we talk about you know award shows. Do we still like? And then Mm. you have moments and people like that who just are shining, and you're like, no, this is fun. This is I'm so glad that we have a moment where we're just recognizing these stars finally for you know just. The icons that they are. Some yeah. of us
3: were there in 90 seat theaters that were leaking to see Jennifer Coolidge and Charlie Ralph when they were doing LA Theater. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and uh, as the awards people here, we like it may sound like we are, we're biased here, but awards really give you a good snapshot of a season, whether they're nominated or not, mm-hmm. and we get to talk about like why hasn't Ray Seahorn won, won something? If you don't have awards in that vacuum, those Ray Seahorn stories don't get. Make it out to the masses. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're, they're they're always really important. Yeah. Did you
3: all catch Mike's low key humble brag about going to the Golden Globes after party? Yeah, yeah. Because I was only invited to a Golden Globes after party about it. Hour after the bone clubs were over, received an invite. By the way, yeah. come on, yeah, thanks. That's, I'm in my pajamas.
4: Yes, yeah,
1: that's, that's <laughs> awkward. That's, yeah, uh, but um, yeah. but wait, other moment of the night because now will lead us to final Oscar predictions. Brendan Fraser, yeah, Fraser, not Fraser. Mm-hmm. We have learned to say his name correctly. Other people that are changing their name, enunciations, pronunciations. Um, I, I've never cried in the room before for acceptance speech, and I cried. Like it, it was, Beautiful. he won best actor for the whale. He went up there and he referenced like the final moments of the movie, and it was pretty, pretty wonderful. He's the best.
5: I have goosebumps just you I talking know. about he it. Just, like he just,
1: yeah, like he just him and Key. First of all, that they hugged. Yeah, the way Brendan and Man co stars. Yep. Yeah, and well, then.
4: And let's talk about, I mean, kind of going along what we're talking about is some, some of the narratives of this year. And, and, uh, Clayton, you and I were talking about this earlier, sort of every year there are, there you see certain just like stories that everyone wraps their arms around. Yeah. Last year it was Troy Kotzer. Yeah. This year, Key, also Brendan. Yeah. Uh, but you know, to see Key like out there, someone who had been basically out of the spotlight for 30 years, yeah. having this comeback year and what a comeback yeah. year. And it's just, Everyone just loves that story, loves him. Seems like a, a really good guy. He was even at TCA to bring back TCA mm. for a second because he's in the, yeah. the new show American Born Chinese coming to uh, Disney Plus uh, with Michelle Yeoh, by the way. uh Ooh, but, was she there? Yeah, yeah, she was there as well. So the, the fact that they're out there even promoting their new tv show on top of the uh, everything everywhere uh run that they're having right now it is just fun to see him back and and the story that he's been uh you know sort of playing with this past year
1: Yeah, i would say even like she didn't go anywhere she's been around for 30 years but even watching angela bassett have this moment right Mm. now is pretty remarkable because you know 30 years ago she was nominated for what's up got to do with it and There's one of those things that you kind of say to yourself like, yeah, I think, uh, you know, our Angela Bassett moment has passed and then here she comes, you know, she's going to make history as a Marvel superhero uh, actor to get nominated first one ever. The most bananas uh, stat is that she's going to be the eighth oldest winner ever in that category Passing Judy Dench when she won for Shakespeare. In That's
2: bonkers. That?
1: That, that is bonkers. bonkers. They are the same age. She no. She doesn't look Angela like Angela Bassett is sixty four years old. Like <sighs> okay, uh, she'll be the oldest black. Her bo- and Tony black... Goldwyn need to tell me their secrets. She'll be the oldest black black uh, actor ever to win an Oscar. That's bonkers. It's older Morgan Freeman. When Morgan Morgan was like sixty two or something. Wow. Like, just smidges past him. That's crazy. It's... Uh, Definitely black woman, I know for sure. Uh, Black black ever, I think she might be. Like, I think she just gets past Morgan.
3: Wow. That's so
5: crazy. But it's also that thing of, like, people suddenly realize, oh, wait, she has not won Mm -hmm. an Oscar. She's...
1: You know, and realizing how bad you looked when you were seventeen years old because you don't look like that at sixty-four. Because like, <laughs>
3: also Morgan Freeman was born sixty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's true. he has an. Yeah. There's certain, <laughs> certain people who
4: have always been old. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> he's god. I mean, let's just face it. You remember when in, in Driving Miss Daisy when he like they put the old age makeup on him. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like now now that's Morgan it's like Christopher Lloyd is finally old enough to be playing all those roles right? he plays yeah. in the
1: right, 80s right,
6: right, right. he's uh, finally uh, Doc Brown one last bit Mike I,
1: one last bit Mike that I, uh, we we should have just mentioned Jeremy Allen White trains is going towards Emmys oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. for the oh, yeah. yeah. and Abbott winning comedy series was so <laughs> yeah Heartfelt. I was yeah. so happy.
4: Yeah, the Abbott train is continuing. So it could it's it's gonna be down right now it feels like Abbott and the Bear. Yeah such a good um, show.
3: Have you seen the egg drop episode of Abbott Elementary? Where they, yes. they yeah. 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 I have never laughed and cried so hard when the little boy's egg cracks he's it's like, Oh no, Ralph
1: <laughs> and then later,
3: <laughs> Ralph Junior.
1: <laughs> I also am ready for a Chris Perfetti uh nomination this year. Like he's Really stealing that show low key for me.
4: Yeah. It's, it's everyone's going to have their moment. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. But, but, uh, yeah. Back to the Jeremy Allen White, uh, yeah. That, that, that free train, uh, you know, and and again, the bear was also at TCA, uh, and they, didn't, couldn't even talk about season two, because even though the season's been written, the actors haven't even seen the scripts yet. Oh, but wow. That, so that's one of those things where sometimes when you bring a show, uh, but you have don't have new episodes to show to TCA, the, the critics, the reporters get pretty up in arms. Like, why haven't you shown us anything? There's yeah. nothing to talk about. But there are those shows that come back just for kind of a victory lap. And now yeah. everyone wants a piece of them. And everyone wants to just talk about just bask in the glory of that previous season and that was the case with the bear everyone was just so excited to see that cast to see that show now and to talk about it in a way that maybe a year ago they didn't because as you remember that was a sleeper hit no one yep. was really talking or thinking about the bear when that show launched it was an organic grassroots mm-hmm. hit and now everyone wants to talk about it everyone can't wait to see that cable strikes season. back
1: this year at the emmys is going to be uh, a good nice run for it and i mean listen it's it we don't know what else is coming but Good spot to be in right now, and Jeremy Allen White could break out yeah. for those who didn't watch Shameless. But comedy, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, we're on that Barry thing, yeah. too, right? Yeah, you're like, right. You're right. Uh,
3: yeah.
4: What's a comedy anymore? It's true. I yeah. mean, Abbott's a comedy, yeah, That's, but it Abbott yeah. really is a comedy. Abbott really yeah. makes yeah. me laugh out loud, yeah, though. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Bear's like, huh,
3: <laughs> bears <laughs> but, like laugh, but it's very nervous laughter, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, cringe <laughs> comedy is something to be to be said, so I mean, we'll see what happens, but. It's gonna be a, a good run, yeah. but now Oscars. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, nice. just real, real quick. I think this is the best way to do it. Um, we're all yeah. gonna agree on locks here. Obviously, Mike's gonna have the most important word in this exactly. conversation because mm-hmm. I'm more. He's on top of in boots. Anybody. I've, I've
4: seen, seen a number of these movies, yeah. by the way. You should be impressed.
3: With I am. Him. I like oh. that you're actually pointing at <laughs> yeah, your list. <laughs> <pointing>, <laughs> <at> <screen. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> seen that? Seen that yeah. the glee on your so face?
1: i just gonna pick the movies I've seen. Yep. Best Picture. There are six sure things. Whatever order you want to say it in, but it's Top Gun, Fablemans, Banshees, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar, and Elvis. Are we all in agreement there? Those those six are in. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. Yeah. I think yeah, those
4: are good because so we definitely have ten this year. Is yeah, that yeah, it has to be 10. we definitely have ten. Yeah. Okay. We're in a good yeah, world. Absolutely,
1: I think all of those are in. Okay, then uh, there are about ten movies going for the last four <laughs> spots. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Black Panther: Wakanda Forever with PGA. And Angela Bassett winning.
3: Mm, yeah.
1: I think it's going to like just. PGA is
3: hard to argue with. It's hard yeah. to
1: push it over. I think the whales also getting in for the same reason with PGA and Brendan Fraser. I wouldn't have predicted it before PGA, but I think PGA told me something. What do you. I, you, you don't think so?
3: I don't know. I don't know. There's only, what, four slots left. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very high on women talking RRR. There's probably more movies you're going to mention yeah. that, you know.
1: Uh, then we have the European contingency, the international vote. Mm. That's what's the hardest thing to track. That could go for all quiet on the Western Front. yeah, that's uh, the one I was going to say. Yeah. That can go to one. Living. That can go to Triangle of Sadness, and that can go to RRR.
3: I'm surprised Triangle of Sadness hasn't had a stronger showing. To be honest, people love that yeah, movie. Yeah, agree. They I feel it. like people aren't talking about it yeah. anymore. I mean, it I,
1: had a really good Bafta long list showing. Bafta noms are out Thursday, by the way. Stay. When this is out already,
3: forgive but. me for not knowing. Was Dolly on the long list? uh yes, yes Dolly was was. A long list.
1: and it was for directing picture editing or it had a really great bath to showing
3: on the boy we should do a dedicate a whole hour just to that movie because i had a very like animated fight last night over the ending with someone <laughs> mm.
4: oh well you should bring that someone on yep. Let's yeah. have that.
3: that's
4: it, a new a spin-off podcast if we actually like could get battles. this
3: person on the podcast it would be a coup i'll say that I
4: love and, that. and yeah. then we have the it pop- was tom cruise tom, okay. she was arguing with tom cruise about. About the end of Triangle of Sadness,
1: yeah. and then we have the populist choices Avatar and Glass Onion. We had four sequels at PGA. Wow. Um, I don't think all four are making <laughs> it. Just to put in context, we have had eight sequels in Oscar history make Best Picture, and we have four this year. And right. That's gonna be
4: well interesting. None of them have two in the title. Have you noticed? That's that? right. So maybe like, people yeah. would forget
1: that they're sequels that's just, as a result. That's true. So would you gla- like? They don't know Glass Onion. Avatar, they're gonna know. But uh, yeah. But, see, uh,
3: in Avatar, boy, that's hard to deny. Yeah, I
1: think I think that misses actually. Really? Mm. I, I I think if you watch that movie at home, because it went on the Academy portal last Monday, and I, a lot of Academy members are watching stuff at home, and I think if you watch it at home, it. Loses. But do you think
4: do you think they're watching that one at home though? That one I, I think I, I even think, Academy think members know they need to see it in the theater. I think and they've are, been having I, lots. Of listen, they they, they
1: have, they've screened it over the last week or two. As someone had told me about two thousand people. Like 2,000 Academy members have come out to see it in the last two weeks. That's so horrible. people yeah. have gone.
3: Big turnout at our screening on Saturday yeah. night. Mm.
1: They did, yeah. it did it two a day at DGA. Like they, they they know you have to see it on the big screen. Yeah. But a lot of the older members who are ride-or-die voting every time they haven't really returned to the movies with the exception of there's one movie i saw this year and that was top gun maverick mm. go, i hear that a lot yeah so i don't know how many came out for after and that length i think was like oh i don't want to sit in a theater for three hours yeah. so i think some are watching it at home and i don't think it plays as well
5: but yeah. to that i also i wonder if babylon i don't know but yeah. like could, they yeah. do like totally that could, yeah. and it's gotten in it's some, about some of the crafts right yeah. so I don't know. Or women, t- you know, does women talking
4: miss? <gasps> so of, so of the him. bubbling under sequels, Avatar or Glass Onion? What do you think's more likely?
1: Avatar. Avatar. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that I would have said Avatar over Black Panther like a week and a half ago, but like I think. I mean, well, that Black just, Panther's making a What comeback. about
3: Pinocchio getting in when we've been talking about how uh, Pinocchio it's could
1: doing. I mean, if Pinocchio gets an adapted screenplay, it's shortlisted in sound. It's gonna get animated feature, original score, and original song. That's like five, six nods. Um, there was actually a Academy voter that told me in the director's branch that not them, but their very good friend was voting for Guillermo and director. Sure. And I, I can- was like, you know what? Why not?
3: Good for him. Uh,
5: People love him. Didn't you post that if he's – was it you that posted that if he's nominated, he'd
1: be – Well, if he's nominated an adapted screenplay and animated feature, he's like – he would get into like five – Uh, Oscar Oscar categories. Ken Brana has seven, which Alfonso Cuarón is probably going to break this, is going to join him this year because he's, uh, has a live action short. So they'll both have seven categories, but picture is kind of up in the air. I'm going with the kind of two Europeans. I think that's going to be all quiet and triangle.
3: Chance for, uh, a man called Otto. Which did very well this weekend, by the way, in release. Yeah. I think it might have just been too late, but oh, do I, I love that it, movie. I think it was late mm. to the
1: party. And I it even, feels
3: like a perfect Academy movie. Yeah. yeah.
1: It is. If it was a month earlier, I'd be like – I mean, I still think Tom Hanks is on the bubble for actor – but I mean, I just, there's no indication of it. And listen, there's still possibly After Sun and Woman King. I was going to say Woman said, King. I mean, I want Woman King really bad, so but. The menu so. is
3: my, my heart pick.
4: Know, yeah, I was about to say the menu because <laughs> the I feel menu. like people are really talking oh, about it's the menu. Oh, so good.
3: It's on HBO Max now. Yeah. Yeah, yes. that, yeah, that could
1: be why people are talking about it so much. Which it maybe, should
3: definitely be there in screenplay at least. I and mean, production doesn't Or maybe
1: watch out for Ray Fines. Like maybe he's in I at mean, that, that would spot. make my day. Mm, yeah. Yes. So we'll see. All right, moving on to director. Uh, I we're gonna probably disagree on this, but I think there are three sure things: Steven Spielberg, Martin McDonough, Todd Field. The internet says the Daniels. I, I still I listen, holding I, out of the Daniels.
2: I, I just, I just,
1: listen, and I love the Daniels, and I love that movie. is my top ten of the year. So this is me being a hater. It's just, I, you don't I, trust the director. I just don't. Tr- I just don't. Yeah, tr- I don't I, trust them. Like they 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 done me dirty before. I just yeah.
3: I just can't see them not getting in. I yeah. just can't. Yeah,
1: so, uh, so J- James
4: Cameron more likely. Uh, no, I think, no? I, think, See, I, I think
1: I think uh, he missed D J. That's a home field advantage. He mm. missed. I think I think we're gonna get a European uh, vote block. Reuben could be Reuben, could be Baz Luhrmann because I think Baz really. Oh yeah, Baz really, yep. uh, leans European. And that I,
3: movie is him, you know. Yeah,
1: and, and I think because I know there's gonna be a lot of people upset that there's gonna be no women directors this year because it looks like we're not gonna have women directors with Sarah Paul and Gina Prince Bithwood. But I think Charlotte Wells
5: For might, 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 an might crack
1: into that. that's also a very European-leaning film. Was in the 10 at BAFTA. Maybe she's the one that cracks, cracks Interesting. Through. You
4: think over Sarah and uh, Gina. Yeah, which would be yeah. nuts.
1: Yeah. Like I mean, the European vote, we just cannot get it because there's so many. Because Edward Burgers in the conversation for all quite on the Western Front. I think Do is actually even on the table because that branch kind of comes to their own and be like, you know, thank you for trying, and we're going to give you something anyway. So there's that. What about RRR? <sighs> don't don't tempt me with <laughs> <laughs> playing t- playing with Clayton's emotions. Yeah. I was like, listen, I'm, a, I'm very I'm very sensitive these days. But listen, watch out for Darren Aronofsky. Of if, course, if, if, yeah, very phantom thread. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson moment, so who knows? Uh, Yep. Actor, four locks. Austin Butler, Brendan Fraser, Colin Farrell, Bill Nye. whoever – I mean, I think those four are in. Uh, By the way, we have a race right now (laughs) because Austin and Colin won the Globe. Brendan won Critics' Choice, so we are looking like 2002 at the moment, so go with Jesus. There's a fifth spot. Adam Sandler got it at Uh, SAG. I, I'm not convinced it's him that gets in in the end. That'd be great if it was. Yeah, I, I think we it's, need
3: Oscar nominee Adam Sandler.
1: <laughs> it's either I believe Gabriel LaBelle for Fablemans because they'll just like go straight down the line on it, or it's got to be a former nominee like a Hugh Jackman, a Tom Hanks, or a Tom Cruise because in the since 1932 we've never had a Best Actor lineup of all first-time nominees.
3: Ray Fiennes is a former nominee.
1: Just saying, exactly. Also <laughs> on the table. Which, by the way, pleasant surprise if that like happened because we've been trying to 26 years, 24 years since he's been nominated last.
4: I know the uh, uh, Academy and I'm sure ABC would love Tom Cruise there because mm-hmm. you yeah, think about all the things you could do with him. I mean, he'll be there regardless, but yeah. if he's nominated... Then... They need
1: him to skydive onto the top of the Dolby.
4: Absolutely. That's yeah. a, that's what I was alluding to. Like, can you imagine if he's nominated and, and maybe Ben would be willing to do something crazy yeah. like that yeah. and you open the show with that? Yeah. Be... And
1: he's also going to be nominated regardless because he's a producer on the movie. So that's going to be good okay. that he's guaranteed there. Yeah. But double nominated is like, a then good incentive. He okay. might be
4: game to yeah, fly in and then skydive.
3: Give us on one like of the Toms. Boulevard. Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise. We'll, I mean, we'll take Tom. one and
1: throw in Jeremy Pope. Well here. there's
5: also Paul, Paul Maskell. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But again, going back to the after
3: of it all.
1: Actually, you know, and I'm, I'm I think maybe that Secret Fifth Spot is a switcheroo of Brendan Gleason. I've, oh, I've heard going lead? I've heard I like, don't think so. Two or three people have said yeah. I voted for Brendan and Colin in lead. least I don't think it's enough, and I don't think he's missing. But m- like Michelle Williams, we're going to get to in a second. I think Brendan's a potential something if, if he's on the, the same
3: opposite balance. of a like Keith Stanfield.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, we've seen it done a million times from yeah. supporting to lead. It, we don't see a lot the other way around, so we'll see. Uh, anyone else you think you're you're looking at?
3: Um, I mean, there's people I'm
1: hoping. Yeah. Do you think Diego's on the table? Diego Calva for Babylon?
3: I don't know. It depends on how much they've responded yeah, to Babylon. Like right. It could really surprise us that morning.
1: Yeah. Someone was telling me that they really think it could be Jeremy Pope. and I, was, I would uh, love that. I, I, I can open, see that. I, I was open to that, but I just feel like no one's seen the movie. Uh, well, that's what usually what it comes down to. Have you seen the movie? Have but you, you seen the just movie, need- Mike? No, no, it's, see, it's I mean, on what, the list. Yeah, but you, well, but, but you are good, it. a good, a good yes. But like, what have you seen? And then, that well, that's tells
3: the. Us. I'm sure you're getting to this, but the Andrea
1: Riseboro arguments. Oh my gosh! Let's go to Let's talk about this. Oh my god! Right now, <laughs> I've never seen something so bananas in real time. Like the fact that Kate Blanchett—that was the first thing that came out of her mouth when she won the Critics Choice Award, right? Sandra Riseborough. Yeah. Why is that? Like, I don't know. I don't know wh- what she knows. I don't know what she has yeah. on everyone. And this,
4: I, I am not. <laughs> yes, you were at the table. Like, was it discussed? No, uh, like, it, no. But
5: like
3: the amount, like Demi Moore, yeah. Allison Jones, Kate
5: Winslet did yeah. a Q and it moderated a conversation with her. As Clayton said, it was like.
1: i I don't i don't what listen i so
4: again for for folks listening who maybe aren't up to speed on this weird campaign
1: (laughs) explain to people what's going on actually it's a grassroots campaign which by the way i love to see because people have tried this before
4: yeah it's always fun like you know remember the year that uh uh who was it? Um, who was taking out all those weird and doubts?
3: And oh, doubts no, did, uh, yeah. did do it. Yes, yes Leo yeah. is who you're thinking. Leo. Yeah, yeah. Consider
1: all my favorite yeah. moment of that. Hey, season. and she won, although yeah. she was going to. But win. But it came. Right?
5: It's it's come out of nowhere, right? And, yeah. it's, it's nowhere, right? and yeah. David
4: Lynch. Remember when he used to do weird? Yeah. 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 Like, Empire
1: for Laura Dern. Yeah. There, there are people who do it, yeah. so we see it done, but we've never seen it really like take off. By the way, some of the like the tweets and social stuff seem like very copy and paste. So they obviously have gotten the word out to people to share, but when. Cate Blanchett went up there and said, Andrea Riseborough, there's a film that she's in to Leslie distributed by Momentum Pictures, by the way. It's very small indie distributor that can't like play in the Oscar game like that. And the fact that it's like bubbling around, is just, I I don't think it's going to amount to a nom, but it's also just weird to like, it's making us like all question ourselves. I think that's what. She's
3: a very good actor. and she's Very, very good in the movie. And, uh, uh, people, you know, her, her, People really seem to like her and support her, and you know it's it's weird how much her peers want to see this. Is kind of the cool thing. It's the spirit of it all. Like yeah. I'm, da- I'm down for that, yeah. but like
1: also just like oh my god, like it just is really taken off. So there's that. But because that this is where we are in Best Actress, we have Blanchett, Yo, are in, and then pretty sure Viola Davis is mm-hmm. in because she's got in everywhere. Yeah. She would and be she's a, Viola
3: Davis. And she's Viola Davis. Right.
1: It'd be a big miss if she if she if she missed. But she's got an Everword, there's no need to doubt her. Then we have what looks like four-ish actresses, Anna Darmus, Danielle Deadweiler, Michelle Williams, Olivia Coleman.
3: Now, Michelle Williams missing at SAG might be the best thing that could have happened to her, sort of like Kristen Stewart last year. Yep. If it rallies people. Or it could have the opposite effect.
1: Uh yeah. I I am I think there are a lot of people that are voting for her in supporting. supporting.
3: Yeah, I'm waiting to see if she pops up there.
1: Yeah, and I and I'm just inclined right now to think that she's either in supporting or she's not there at all.
4: So remind us now how that works in, so for, in terms of like you know, yeah. how people are. S- are they submitted in one, but they could still end up in another? So category? Oscar can
1: vote for you in wh- whichever category uh, for acting that that they want. So they call you lead supporting, doesn't matter. They could just do that. SAG honors the submission. Now, what one uh, so SAG voter that was on the nomcom told me was they looked for her in lead and didn't see her. I'm sorry. I said it wrong. Yeah. They, they went to lead, voted for whoever they were voting for, then went to supporting, and then went to look for her, and they obviously couldn't find her. Um, and by that time, they like. They already missed their. Yeah, lead. well, they just figured, like, oh, she's just not here for whatever reason. They didn't, like, think about it. Mm. So while we know campaigns, like, the back of our hand, we're like, we know they're going lead or supporting, there are others that just don't. And this boils down to the call of going lead, which everyone was questioning at the top of the season if she went supporting i don't think we'd be entertaining angela bassett i'm lo- i love that we're having angela bassett but angela bassett has really fell into this because michelle williams moved out women talking can't can't agree on a on a woman <laughs> and it, it, it's just happening so i don't know what happens now interesting but anna i think is getting some of that European vote we talked about I mean she hasn't she's
3: yes. been what she hasn't yeah She's what even won. people you know, who don't necessarily like that movie appreciate that performance
1: yeah. someone told me uh, and it makes sense what that movie what the detractors say about the movie here that's par for the course in Europe Then they think that's cinema so I yeah. mean we take that and so that late, that leaves the last spot and I think it's Danielle Deadweiler or Michelle Williams and I'm just gonna Hope to God it's Danielle Deadweiler. I mean, I think Michelle Williams is great. I just think she's supporting. But I think Danielle. Uh, we Pitt.
3: always knew Best Actress would be a bloodbath. Yeah, but it's, maybe maybe Margot
1: Margo Robbie. I was really believing in a while, but she didn't make bath to long list. And Brad Pitt did, so that's why I think that maybe she, it's just not her. But Olivia <laughs> Coleman's Olivia Coleman. Yeah,
4: look out for her. Don't vote against she's, Olivia Coleman. She squeaks in
1: and she wins Emmys when Emma Corrin's <laughs> supposed to. So yeah, yeah watch out. Uh, and then supporting uh, actor, really quick, I'm I i I'm going what I call the two two one. 2 one I think we're going to two Banshees boys, two Fableman's boys, and then Kiyu Kwan. Mm-hmm. She wow. continues.
3: Uh, that's so interesting. Couldn't we have two Everything Everywhere All at Once boys and get James Hong in there?
1: So I'm so <laughs> glad you said that because I call this the Leonardo DiCaprio revenant – or Leonardo DiCaprio every time, actually. He always brings someone in with him. For The Revenant in, in particular, I think he was getting such a plurality of the vote mm-hmm. that year that on those ballots, Tom Hardy was on those ballots, so he got into supporting. I think Kiyu Kwan is getting such a plurality of the votes. I wonder if James Hong is just added on to that. And I would love that. Kwan. That imagine? would be oh, bananas. He's really good, too. I yeah. mean, it's
3: not just the fact that yeah. he's James Hong, but he's – Every scene he's in. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But then he's also competing with, uh, on the bubble people, Eddie Redmayne, uh, Ben Wishaw, which I've been hearing a lot about. Oh, my gosh. He's so great. Eddie
3: Redmayne hasn't missed yet, has he?
1: He missed uh, something. He missed Critics' Choice. Ah. But he got Globe and SAG, which Mm -hmm. hurt. And then Brad Pitt has Globe. Brian Tyree Henry has Critics' oh, Choice. Oh, he's so good. And then there's still the Tom Hanks of it all. If you believe that Elvis is about to make some serious noise,
3: I think if you see Causeway, it's very hard to not vote for Brian Tyree Henry. That's yeah, true. Who, by the way, like, and he'll have his Oscar in yeah. the near future. I have no doubt. But like, t- looking at him, you're just like, it's so exciting because you know, in like ten years, probably less, he's going to be one of our greatest living actors. I mean, yep. he probably already yeah. is, but the rest of the world is going to know.
1: <laughs> it's just hard to. To Those lone acting nominees, especially in supporting when you're not a mega A-lister, mm-hmm. is hard to do. Yeah. Even Eddie Redmayne, I think, is not big enough to be the lone nominee for his movie quite yet. So, I mean, it obviously can be proven wrong. It's just it's just very hard. Penelope Cruz is like the last one to really do it when she went for Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Yeah. But even then, we thought Vicky Cristina was getting in for original screenplay until it missed. So, that's that.
3: And she was nominated for nine, wasn't she? Like the sole nominee. Yeah, for that. Uh, well, we got a lot of,
1: we got other noms too. After being the only, Acting, film, yeah. the only nominee for your film, the only nominee for your film. And then last thing about that, I heard David Lynch votes.
3: Oh my god! Of course, he's brilliant. He's if you if you can vote for Judd Hirsch in Fablemans, who's also great okay. I mean, for one scene. For one scene why yeah. would you not vote for David Lynch?
1: Like I wonder. Yeah.
3: You know what's interesting? I feel like a lot of those times when people win for one scene, it's it's a supporting actress like Beatrice Strait mm. or yep. Judy Dench, who technically was in more than one scene
1: and fully yeah. deserved
3: that win. Um but does that happen with men that often?
1: Uh shortest runtime I could think of, uh oh, I can't think fast enough. But there's been not nothing shorter than Judy Dench and Beatrice Strait. So usually it's that even when you are supporting "quote unquote" like Anthony Hopkins, you go lead and win there. So it just it just depends. Um, and then supporting actress, this is where throw dice, yeah, throw whatever. Mm-hmm. You, throw darts. Angela Bassett. So, I'll, so let me see this. I know that Carrie Condon's getting nominated, but I know she's not number one to win at the moment. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like she, I, I can't call her a winner, but I know she's de- she's the only just, one. Just on the yeah, this is where, the only one I know that definitely is getting nominated.
3: Oh no! I was I thought that you skipped Barry Keegan, but then I realized you said the oh, yeah. Banshees yeah. Boys. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think Barry's it. Yeah, sure. I'm hearing a lot of votes for Barry.
1: Ba- Barry, and actually Barry's a good, interesting uh, segue into supporting actress, because him and Stephanie Shue are what I call the purity votes. Aww. I think those are like we love this performance, and it's, you're not writing a career. You're not writing like the like the narrative. It's just like no, no. You're really kind of the best part of the movie. Yeah, and we we recognize that. So it'd be interesting to see.
3: Like How enough. do you not nominate Stephanie Hsu? and everybody? And, else, and, yeah, and, yeah I, like I'm sorry, but yeah. I'd love to see her get it. Oh, I, I like. I think it's happening, but
1: I just. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So this Carrie Con and Angela Bassett feel good. Jamie Lee Curtis feels pretty good, think, even though yeah. there are some people who believe that. I, I saw someone say that they're going to be a switcheroo. That Stephanie makes it, and Jamie doesn't. Which I, that I would think seem, if ooh. one makes it, they both do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's why. I, if, yeah. yeah, if if you're going to count Stephanie, I think Jamie has to be there. Then you have Hong Chau, so good mm-hmm. riding in with uh with Brendan Fraser
3: riding right that wave of the whale. Ah, yep. uh-huh, eh. look at that. Yep. Sorry, Mike, I took care.
1: Oh, oh, also, like secret thing that people have been telling me, like really should be for the menu.
3: That's like, what like, I was thinking. Like, 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 yeah. no, she's brilliant she's in great. the whale she's, though. I actually no, think she's great, yeah, yeah.
5: But I think the the I, and we've discussed this. The menu being on HBO, then watching that will help her on yeah. that ride.
1: I think she's just on Brendan Fraser ballots. I think that's just what, what it's yeah. down to. I
3: think and, she's the best performance in that then, movie.
1: And then you have Stephanie Shu got in SAG, got Critics Choice, doesn't have Globe, so it, it's looking good for her. Then we have my Michelle Williams theory that could possibly come to fruition. Dolly DeLeon. Oh, she has Globe.
3: please. Uh, how yeah. did Craig's
1: Choice miss Dolly DeLeon? I don't know. That's that's weird, but we did Buckley, which was also interesting. Because Buckley that's the only place she's gotten in all season.
5: I wonder how close Dolly was, though, between that. I like, think
1: I think all of them are within hair hair. Like yeah. I don't think, I think there's so. no one running yeah. away with the votes. I think literally, like, we could see some very some close anarchy, some yeah. anarchy.
3: Guys, I think Mike fell asleep.
1: No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he's he taking it all in. Um but my can I can I share my Nina Haas theory? Yeah. <gasps> if Kate Blanchett is one or two, my Leonardo DiCaprio Tom Hardy thing, does that mean that Nina is on those ballots and maybe because I think she's European vote. She is she's huge. She's huge in Europe.
5: I would love to see Nina Haas get in. Like and I really hope But there's also
1: people who don't like tar, so I get it really yeah there are people i mean listen it's power of the dog part too like
4: oh gosh that's so interesting it's, i
1: think it's divided like that
4: oh that's a that's a good analogy yeah clayton bringing the heat
1: yeah no it, it, like it, like it, I, I saw it and i was like oh i love this it'll never win best picture like it was like that quick <laughs> it came to me so i, I don't know I, you don't think you nina know, haas is you think she just she's
3: not with much. that lineup i'm so it's just oh, we always whoo- get one wtf
4: though they got nothing before yeah. It's always fun to have a WTF.
1: She WTFs could be the WTF. Uh, yeah, Reese Witherspoon at the Emmys last year—that was your <laughs> WTF. Um, then there's Claire Foy, Janelle Monae. She has Globe and Critics Choice. Um, Kiki Palmer still bubbling. Uh, I got. I heard a lot of uh, Tuso Embedu. Actually? I mean, oh yeah, gosh. What a performance. Did you Woman King? Uh Dolly Dailyon, yeah. We, yeah. As we mentioned? Yeah. Yeah. I
3: told you he was asleep.
1: I was. <laughs> yeah, I, I... <laughs> he has
3: only, the guy's been working Film. nonstop. Yeah, can
1: we can we go back to Dolly for a minute? Just that like what, what does Triangle do? What do you think Triangle does on the on the day?
3: I keep thinking it's gonna be a big showing, but now I don't know. I, I like I said, I'm surprised it hasn't been stronger this I, season. I,
1: I have this weird feeling. It's like picture and picture only. Like it's gonna be something like really weird.
3: Or, like, maybe director. I could see him getting like in. Or, yeah,
1: like, be the lone director, or it's like pictures. People and love that play. movie. Like, I
3: thought that movie would be more divisive, and, and yet I'm just hearing
4: yeah.
1: love for
3: it.
4: Okay, and song, Clayton, that's your favorite category. Yep,
1: we're going to have Not Do Not Do is going to be great. We're going to have Diane Warren because she's Diane Warren. Rihanna's there. I think we're going to get uh, the Chao Papa from Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, the last spot to make Janelle happy spirited <laughs> i think hugh jackman uh talking crap about uh <laughs> ryan, ryan reynolds, reynolds. Yeah. actually really
3: helped great nagging great campaigning yeah, they've
4: been doing a great job yeah campaigning yeah. and a great ryan, song and, and ryan's promised right yep
3: he, he said will, so he will attend and sing i don't know about will farrell i hear he doesn't really like tension that much <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes exactly should have performed eurovision song
1: actually maybe their campaign helped uh, hugh jackman best actor Well, there
4: you go. I guess we will find out. All will be told.
3: We'll be back in a week to talk about nominations, yeah, and see
4: if you were right or wrong. Actually, we will keep Clayton
1: honest. We'll see. (laughs) I'll be on ABC News that morning. You can watch me. Two A.M. Being tired. My call times at three. (laughs) It's
4: gonna be great. All right. Well, we'll see y'all then. Bye bye. Have a great week. Bye. After the break, some of the creative team behind Black Panther Wakanda Forever. From Los Angeles, this is the Award Circuit Podcast.
7: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
3: Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
7: Ah,
2: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign
4: up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
7: No purchase necessary. VGW. Void we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
4: And we're back. It's the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. I'm Michael Schneider. In crafting the sequel to Black Panther, the biggest challenge Ryan Coogler and the team behind Wakanda Forever faced was how to return to the franchise after star Chadwick Bozeman passed away in 2020. During a Black Panther Wakanda Forever artisan screening series conversation, Variety's Jazz Tanke talked to Kugler, screenwriter Joe Robert Cole, producer Nate Moore, composer Ludwig Göransson, and cinematographer Autumn Durald Akapau about how they navigated moving the story forward without the Black Panther himself.
6: We wanted the, the film to have this feeling of, of like the fog of grief. And everybody knows that feeling when you lose somebody who's important to you, you're kind of moving through time and space as if you're dreaming, you know, actually hoping that you are hoping that it's a dream that you'll wake up from, you know. Um, and I thought that, that you know, what anamorphic lenses do um, with the warping on the edges and, and the shallow depth of field, uh, it, it could add to that. You know, I've been making films professionally about 10 years, and it's, it's like, it's always cool when you get to do something new and, you, and it feels like you're, like, jumping off of a cliff, you know. And I remember she, she threw the lenses up, and they looked so beautiful, you know. Um, and uh, we were testing, I think we were testing the 35 and the 100, and we, we shot close-ups on a 35 And we shot close-ups on a 100 And I, and I knew I was like, yo, this 35 We're going to shoot the whole movie on this <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like I, just, I just remember how I looked In and, um, and one of those close-ups And we talked about it And she was like, really? And I'm like, yeah, this is, this, this is the one
5: Good friends we have And good friends we've lost Along the way Nate, I'm going to start with you um, You know, as a producer You have pushed for diversity, um, and black characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Talk about the legacy of Chadwick and T'Challa and how that was going to be represented in Wakanda Forever.
2: Uh, It's no secret that when we were first setting out to make this movie, Chadwick was around, uh, and, and we very much... Planned to and were excited about revisiting Wakanda with T'Challa in it, and then we lost him and had to deal with the very real and personal ramifications of that. You know, he was not only, I would argue, um, a big reason why T'Challa was who he was on screen. He leaned into the a, a lot of the things that we even when we were doing Civil War weren't thinking about. A lot of that was to was Chadwick. So Chadwick and T'Challa were very very intertwined, but. You know, after you get over the shock of losing your friend and and also the star of the movie, you have to figure out what to do next. And you go through all the thoughts that you would naturally have, like, should you even do this movie? And in talking with Ryan and Kevin and the team, I think we felt that Chadwick would have wanted us to go back to Wakanda and revisit the place that he helped to put on the map and that he helped to really breathe life into. Because to some degree, I think Chadwick, more than all of us, knew what Wakanda meant for especially kids. So it was about how do we honor the spirit of that character and this world without the guy who helped us make it. Uh, recasting was never really a question we considered. Uh, and so I, I, I don't want to speak for Ryan, but you know Ryan and Joe really figured out a way, I think, to allow the characters in the film to experience what we were experiencing in real time because that was the only way that we felt we could move forward uh, in an honest way as storytellers, um, and hopefully make some, something that audiences then could watch and experience and, and, and hopefully help them get through the loss that we were getting through ourselves. I am queen of the most powerful nation
7: in the world, and my entire family is gone.
6: We were fortunate to have built a, a great working relationship with each other. Um, joining myself and myself and Nate and, um, and Kiana, Davidson, who was who's was an exec works with Nate, we, we, we were in the process of um getting the script in shape over Zoom um when when Chadwick passed away. And we would have these meetings, you know, like like the you know, often the four of us, you know, just, just talking talking about the, the, the script. And they quickly kind of became um became deeper than just writing sessions. Cause Nate and Joe and, and and I, you know, we knew Chadwick so well, he had affected our lives in such a profound way. Um that that it was it was nice to be figuring it out with people who knew the guy and, and who knew me, you know, and we kind of found our way forward together.
7: It, one of the great things um, about the process is, and you know, is Ryan's leadership. To be honest, his collaborative nature, his the compassion that he operates under. Um, and so the process becomes um, something, like he said, you look forward to, that you, you're, you're, you're creating with someone that feels like family. Um, and I, I bet if you go down the line and you talk to everyone, they'll, they'll say something very similar. And so it, start, it starts with the leadership and that is honestly Nate and Ryan. Um, and you know, we had that on the first film And, you know, obviously this film, you know, losing Chad was uh, unforeseen and something that, you know, created a certain sense of tension and certain sadness, and we had to work through that, and, and, and their leadership helped us.
5: Autumn, your work as a cinematographer on this is phenomenal. Yes. So talk about the conversations that you had with him and what it was like and this whole underwater world that he had (laughs) created.
0: What Ryan does so well is that, it's funny that he's here and I'm talking about him, um, but that he chooses the people in his realm to make these films so wisely. And we are a family when we make this, and I think... You can do your best work when you have someone in leadership that supports you and trusts you and is an amazing collaborator. Early on, he brought me on to be involved with boarding and previs, which was uh, lovely to kind of get to know someone and to figure out what they kind of their vision was. But with always the kind of idea to make it feel as grounded and realistic as possible so your audience can relate and all these emotions of grief and loss... Um, and motherhood, and uh, these strong female characters were all very important to Ryan. The earliest directive was it was important that it feel real. Like, Ryan wanted it to feel real, and so all of our department heads got together and made sure that all of our references were accurate, so we put as much as we could in water. We shot as much in prep as we could underwater. And I think the most important thing was that the lighting... Um, accurate that have emotional quality to it. He wanted a deep space environment like a deep space movie but underwater so sometimes in underwater there's in the depths of the sea you can't see much and that creates an emotional quality and with darkness you can tell as much in the darkness as you can with showing people the light. Ludwig
5: talk about getting the call from Ryan that he was going to be working on Wakanda Forever and the conversations that you had about how you would approach the sound for Namor and this film.
8: Uh, one thing that's so incredible to work with Ryan is that how early he involves the composer and how early involves me in the process. You know, we've been working for for almost fourteen years now and, and I'm I feel like I'm one of the first persons to get to read the script. For this movie, especially the thing that was very different was um, one thing that was Chad is not in it anymore. So how are we gonna move on? With the, are we going to use the themes from the first movie? How would we use the instruments from the first movie? Because the instruments are so... Like the talking drum, for example. As soon as you hear it, you, you start thinking and feeling of T'Challa and of Chadwick. So how can we use that in the new movie? How are we even going to be able to use it? You know, um, conversations like that. And... Um, And then, obviously, talking about Namor and the telecoms, and how to approach that music, which is you know that 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 tribe was very inspired by Mayan culture, and Mayan music is Mayan culture. Mayan music was forcibly erased, so we don't know what Mayan music really sounded like. Um, So, I decided early on. We talked early on about going to Mexico and meet up with music archaeologists and that are experts in this field of Mayan music. And they've been finding instruments in the graves and they can look on the instruments and see uh, what flute holes, they see in the flute holes uh, the the fingerprints, which which holes are being used the most so they can kind of, reimagining that, okay, these intervals were played a lot. And uh, these are sounds and instruments that I've never heard before and like turtle shells, different whistles, the seashell, which is a big part of Namor sound. And um, so working with these experts was was a very incredible experience. We wanted to create a complete um, immersive sound and music experience where um, music and score and songs is kind of one uh, immersive unique experience. You can't tell a difference when a song starts or if it's a score, it all flows into each other. So, you know, I was very early on getting getting um, to work with artists and songwriters. While I was working on the score, I was also producing the songs for the movie. You know, half of them are in, in, in Spanish. I wrote half of them with, with Mexican artists. And then the second half, Ryan and I went to, to Lagos, to Nigeria together, and worked with some incredible African artists, um, and we actually, were, that's also where we uh, recorded a lot of Lift Me Up, and we, we also did the trailer there. Uh, we recorded uh,
6: No Woman No Cry with Temps, right when we got off the, air, uh, the airplane. We knew we wanted some representation from the continent, you know, um, and, and when, when, I, when we were on a on flight and I was thinking about No Woman No Cry, we had internet on that flight. Thank God. So we was like looking up um, the lyrics to to the to the song, and and, um, like when you you know Bob Marley was obviously an incredible songwriter, you know, but the lyrics in that song just felt like it could have been, you know, it could have been applied to the movie so well, and and, um, we had the thought to to have, you know, because it's it's a song written by a man, you know, um, about about women, you know, and, and, and and encouraging them to persevere, and, and the songs about other things too, um, but having a woman sing it, you know, um, we thought like, man, what that's shit, you know? Because uh, Bob Marty's no longer with us, obviously, you know. Chad's Chad's no longer with us, but we knew we sure he was gonna be carrying that torch for him, and Romano's gonna be carrying that torch for him, and, and so it just made a lot of made a lot of sense. Um, and then it's got that bridge that everything is gonna be all right. Bridge that, that got. You know, um, reinterpreted many times. Really, in the '90s, a lot too, like with a lot of songs. And, and I was, you know, I was thinking about Kendrick, um, Kendrick's songs. So then we, you know, we, we you know, Ludwig put them together.
8: Yeah, you were like, can we mash them up? And I was like, sure. And <laughs> and then we 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 landed in Lagos, recorded with Thames. I went back to the hotel room and just kind of put those two songs together, and it was it was perfect.
5: Let's talk about the impact of this film Um, and, you know, as we've said, little boys seeing, you know, strong women out there, um, you know, little girls having these role models. What is that like for you to have these reactions, you know, and see, you know, on TikTok or social
0: media?
6: I I hope that people see the film and and feel less alone in whatever their feelings are, you know. the the, the the pandemic, um, political atmosphere, environmental atmosphere, um, it, it caused a, a, lot of, a lot of isolation, um, a lot of trauma. Um, and, and, and we were forced to deal with things in a way that, that felt like we were more alone than, than, than normal, or maybe that, that we should be, you know. Our, our friend and collaborator Chadwick touched a lot of people with it with his with his work, with his excellence, you know. Um, not just his work on the screen, but just how he lived, how he moved through life, you know, it touched a lot of people. And we were fortunate to have been involved with that. Um I think his 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 passing touched a lot of people, but he also passed at a time like Nate mentioned where we lost a lot. You know, where we lost a lot. Um so us having a film out there like 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 this, um that that has these these deep conversations, you know, you know, with characters that you don't often get to see, um, but 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 that has these deep human conversations, these universal conversations, um, uncomfortable conversations. You know, uh, I, I hope that the impact is that people feel less alone. You know, um, people feel less alone.
4: That's the team behind Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which starts streaming in February on Disney+. .Plus. And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Zachary Levin edited this episode, and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest awards predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz 10 Janelle Riley, and Clayton Davis, I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you on the circuit.